bottle episode is a spirited podcast about spiritist libations. Those under their country's legal drinking age should turn off this podcast and go do their homework. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Bottle Episode, the professional bartender's guide for the cocktail enthusiast. I'm Lan Tollison, a professional bartender. And I'm Elise Nye, a cocktail enthusiast. Yes, you are. And today, guys, we've got a... If you've been to a bar in Austin, (laughs) there's a very good chance you've seen him there. Uh, He's worked all over Austin uh, from... And is one of the, like, OG cocktail bartenders in town. Uh, he is a mover, he is a shaker, and he has a lot to say about cocktails and also a lot to say about uh, N.A. Spirits. Uh, it is Bjorn Taylor, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Elise. Um, yeah, I I have been everywhere. That doesn't mean I I, I, I quit a lot of jobs. That's just because <laughs> I, I'm, I myself am a cocktail enthusiast and I'm needed. well i think that that i think that that's such a such a like linchpin of our industry is sure bartenders who like to kind of move around Mm -hmm. yeah i i definitely felt that way for a long time i'm i can it kind of am like i have i've hitched my hitched my cart to the roosevelt room for a while but typically i like to kind of bounce around i love i i have a rule where you know honestly i give up it's always a year Mm-hmm. Um, at the two year mark, I always kind of like start asking questions about where my growth is in a place. And if it feels right, I stay, if it doesn't, I make a move. That's something I've, mm-hmm. I've learned from like, you know, when I was first bartending in Houston, yeah. I, I ended up at a place for four years and that's because I never asked myself those questions and I was just kind of a uh, teeter tottering or just, you know, philandering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got here and it's like all right cool when i did get the opportunities to be at the places i was at i I was like am i learning anything here am Mm -hmm. i where's my growth within here you know luckily a lot of places i worked at had you know reviews yeah restaurants that worked out so we were actually being able to see like what's going on right so um that's actually a really good tip right out the gate mm -hmm. if a place Mm -hmm. does not offer reviews ask Mm -hmm. for one yeah uh like if you're a bartender uh or you know any any kind of like any hospitality or yeah in general yeah yeah if if a place doesn't do reviews, absolutely yeah. ask for one because oh. it's it's important. Yeah, um, I think one of the reasons too. Also, just to go back to Austin, you know, since like 2011 when I got here, it's been such a place of growth. So there's just mm-hmm. been so many places. That's why I think I've you know a lot of people have moved yeah. around. There's just always something opening. There's mm-hmm. always a new opportunity. I know people get poached. I myself have gotten poached <laughs> before as well. <laughs> uh, and it was like, and, and honestly, for the best, you know, I ended up at a Toko because of that. You know, Yoshi wanted me at a Toko, and I was poached away from Emma and Rye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so like technically yeah. technically there was a different story on that one but yeah. honestly the move was going to happen regardless because i was mm-hmm. already you know otoka was already on my water trade was already on my radar yeah so uh so yeah you've opened like multiple places around town you opened uh emmer and rye which is probably our favorite restaurant in yeah. town great yeah. group love those uh, guys so mm-hmm. awesome. but i I, uh, I do think like seriously the the like variety is kind of the spice of life in this mm-hmm. industry and and in obviously in life but uh, you can learn. That's that's always the question that I kind of ask myself as well is like, have I learned everything that I can here? Yeah. Uh, there's always like a two pronged question. It's like, have I learned everything I can here? 
uh, is this place bad mm. for me? Mm. Um, like all of these things. Uh, luckily, I've ended up at mostly really good places yeah. where I like think, circumstances are the only reason I've actually left. Yeah, I think Rosie is like one of those staples, um, mm-hmm. especially for you know learning yeah. concepts and and definitely being able to um, acquire the techniques to be like a really really skilled craft bartender for sure um definitely like the saving grace to like austin scene um you know there's obviously a few more places like that like you know i consider small victory one of those two mm. uh half step in its own right yeah can be that as well it's uh, a completely different style of bartending, t- totally different but style mm. for sure it's definitely not the that ch- like up there but it's definitely you know you you learn these basics i think honestly too for people who are like trying to start mm-hmm. that's like you know if you're really this like i think that's a yeah winner. It's it's completely different, uh, but like still, like high high quality cocktails, just sure. a completely different vibe. Which yeah. I think you know that's if if people think that cocktails have to be in this like stiff backed austere oh yeah place, like everybody should should dispel that notion. Even exactly. even Roosevelt Room, which might seem that way at first glance, like mm-hmm. you know we're pretty chill people. And no, no, there's still this little uh, air of Austin. Austin mm. weirdness, Austin chillness. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. think, uh, you know, I've experienced that everywhere. I mean, shit, when I was at October, can I curse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to end up happening. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even drinking an no, alcoholic yeah, cocktail, a, but, the, but yeah, I think but, like, the ritual of doing it is show, making fine. me like, oh, of course, loosening yeah. me up. Right. Yeah, you are all good. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, but what was I going to say? Um, e- even, uh, even a place like a Toco, a water trade, right? I would still have people coming in to eat a $250 dinner and they would come in and like Uggs or some, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and and, it, and, and you be comfortable. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, yeah. I'm not against, you know, there's no rule to 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 things here. And I feel like, I, I feel like even everywhere for that instance, it's kind of loosening up on this, especially when it, in terms of like cocktail for bar. sure it's not like yo let's do this it's kind of man when i worked at peche in 2011 we had to wear vests i think you still mm-hmm. have to wear that there i'm not sure i don't know i've only been to peche once and it was pretty recently uh but i don't remember vests yeah but all maybe, i know maybe is there like, are. you think about the heat that we're having out here and just being oh, I, I sweat profusely hot, yeah. so yeah. i am not trying to work in the best although i love the look don't get me wrong i love it it's <laughs> yeah. like i love looking good uh-huh. when i'm working but hell like you know it also i think it's just to make your guests feel comfortable too for sure like you you know i feel i feel like the apron is the appropriate thing right like yeah. it gives you this kind of fear like oh i am the person working to serve you but mm-hmm. you know but it still gives you this kind of, you know it yeah. um, ups it up but it's not like this disconnect of like oh i'm too overdressed and i'm making you feel uncomfortable for not having a yeah a, 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 your classy wear on i think i think also there are some bartenders that i've worked with in the past that like push back on the idea of an apron and all of those places that i've worked i haven't had to wear an apron mm-hmm. and i didn't wear an apron but having worn an apron multiple places i've worked now it's the way to go i think it's the way to go i love it i like, think it creates a camaraderie too with the staff yeah. like you're like oh we're like the team because like, otherwise team. oftentimes at places where you don't wear an apron if you're like out on the floor mm-hmm. unless you've you know you kind of carry yourself like you work there but you Oftentimes, there's no actual differentiation between like the folks that work there mm-hmm. and the folks 100%. that are that are there drinking, and the apron kind of sets you apart, mm-hmm. shows that you're shows that you are like, you know, I have the answers to the questions for you. Yes, I can. Sir, I can do stuff for you, and you know? also mm-hmm. the functionality of an apron, just keeping your your clothes Everything. clean. Yeah. yeah. When I was at Key, it was the coolest thing. Like. um, 
every quarter we would have different designs. Oh yeah, uh, it was so cool. Yeah, I loved it. I unfortunately gave away my first apron, which was a beautiful yellow one with like these uh, weird patterns in it. Hmm. Um, but I still have a couple of them. Um, and That's cool. yeah, just really one was made with denim. I remember made by this traveler denim here mm-hmm. in town. <laughs> I don't even know that that place is around anymore. But yeah, just really cool you know and also that's the thing too you know you get this like it, it can still be unique you yeah know, mm-hmm. so you can even have a staff that has different styles aprons mm-hmm. and still have this thing where you know you can show personality for sure um yeah awesome. uh well you're unique uh to this podcast uh mm. because so. uh because you're the first person who we've brought on that doesn't drink oh how does he do his job people how do you do your job <laughs> how do you do it <laughs> uh but we're we are talking we are still talking about a classic cocktail today. But mm-hmm. we're we're talking about it in a different way than we have in the past. Uh, what cocktail are we talking about today? We are talking about the Corpse Survivor, number two. Number two, because the first <laughs> one, right. the first one, the first one needed a rewrite. It needed a rewrite. Is, was <laughs> that? Is there uh, the, the first one? Is, is like one a, it's a Manhattan technically style. Yeah. It's like cognac okay. and it's cognac sweet and Calvados and, Calvados and, sweet, and vermouth. sweet vermouth. It's, it's like and everyone was like, nah, we're nah, good. It's I just like moves forward. Yeah. Okay. You know? I don't really feel like you need cognac and Calvados in the same drink. Yeah, we good. Yeah. <laughs> so number number two it is but like two different French brandies made from different things. Yeah. like I don't really see the need for both, for both of, them. of them in there. I feel like they clash. I haven't it actually does. tried a Corpse Survivor number one. I no. have never in my life had it, and I've never had the request. Yeah, um, <laughs> in, in the in the era of people knowing cocktails, I've never had. You know, and I get you get requests for classics, yeah. but that's never sure. come up. Um, yeah, Corpse Survivor. One of my favorite, I always, I, I had designed this cocktail for, for, um, well, the non-alcoholic one I designed for a, um, uh, a thing I was hosting during the lockdown. Uh, and you know, the story behind this was the factor. This is probably one of the first cocktails I learned when I was at Peche. It was a lot mm-hmm. of the, like a, the complex sours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, last words and such mm-hmm. and then the, these were ones i made o- over and over again and this is always the crowd the crowd pleaser gotcha. right? and mm-hmm. did we say so, what is in the corpse survivor, oh, number, so two? Corpse survivor yeah. number two mm-hmm. would you like to say it lynn uh or you want me or yeah you, go for either it. way so uh originally gin you got lemon juice you have a uh, triple sec usually contro um and then a uh lile is the call but the kina could be a light kina so you can do coqui americano mm-hmm. uh the, the blanc blanco if you choose but and then Usually a rinse and or a spritz of absinthe. Yeah. Um, it's either either or. I think the spritz really works yeah. better. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, very originally made in the 30s. Um, the American Bar and Savoy Hotel by Harry Crotick. Also the, uh, the, the button you can push over at Midnight Cowboy, y'all, mm-hmm. if you need to know to get in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well known. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, like carried over, like I said, our earlier complex sour, very appealing. The name itself is supposed to be a, you know, play on like having something to revive you from a hangover, mm-hmm. um, a cure, a hair of the dog, if you may. Yeah. Uh, I always loved the, 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 like Harry Craddock wrote a lot of little blurbs in the Savoy cocktail book about mm-hmm. some of his drinks or some of the drinks that were published in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might've been invented by someone else. We don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. it was published by the, the Savoy cocktail. Book. Oh yeah. There you go. Uh, but he said, uh, 
he said of this drink, three of them taken in swift succession will qu- will swiftly unrevive the corpse once more, <laughs> uh, which I think is very funny. I think I it's love a, that. I mean, it's such that's the thing about it too, right? It is a easy drink to mm-hmm. to, to take back. Mm-hmm. It is such a that's why I say it's a crowd pleaser. It's definitely one where if you were a novice to cocktails. And you, and especially in the gin era, I remember when I first started like really working co- craft cocktail. You know how everybody was like, "You got to drink gin. It's gin. <laughs> Gin's the thing." So <laughs> like, it's, it's like this is the drink that you know. I think if you made this, people were like, "Oh my god, this is you made gin taste good for me." Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, like, and everybody has mm-hmm. like these weird. Ex- like I think that the the spirit that people push back on the most mm. is usually gin. Yeah, and usually I I, I typically. And I don't always do this. It kind of depends on the guests that I'm talking to. But mm-hmm. the oftentimes I'm like, all right, well, tell me what what gin drink did you have that you just had this terrible experience with? And they're like, gin mm-hmm. and tonic, usually. And I'm like, That's... or and they're like Tanqueray and tonic, something like that. I'm like, all right, two, one of two things is happening here. Either you don't like Tanqueray because Tanqueray is like the most juniper forward gin. For sure. Or you don't like tonic. Because tonic is a like very specific flavor, exactly. and you may not, you just may may not like tonic because yeah. it's like this kind of bitter, like very like Kina. yeah, it's yeah. just not. It's yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think that's like the reasoning behind that. That mm-hmm. and maybe you've had a martini, like a classic, and it just doesn't make sense to yeah. you. Um, there are a lot of bad martinis think, out there. Yeah, people think it's just a like a you know. Obviously, I opened up a, a gin bar at the Arrive Hotel, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, even in my vast knowledge, I say vast knowledge, it's, it's all right. Um, <laughs> but uh, even in that, and in my knowledge, man, the 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 category of gin is so it's so broad, it's so big, it's so great. You know, and then you know, people tend to not understand that you know you can have a citrus forward one, you can have something yeah. that's a lot more floral forward. Um, I always explain this to someone the other day that said they didn't like gin but for some reason they like Bombay Sapphire and I was like you like it because it's a lot spicier yeah like that's your that's what that you have an aversion to the juniper and the citrus you mm-hmm. like the spice you like the floral mm-hmm. elements mm-hmm. lucky you know? for you you're in the era of gin right now like mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know a lot of a lot of like the old guard like to talk about the fact that you know 20 years ago mm-hmm. there were like two gin brands and now there are yeah. literally hundreds. Oh my god! Yeah. And so, and there's a whole new style that hasn't even been quantified: the new yeah. Western style gin mm-hmm. that emphasizes uh, botanicals that are yeah. not juniper. And so you can get a gin that tastes like anything. I have mm-hmm. a magnolia gin downstairs, That's which is really, amazing. it's really cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You know, um, I've had stuff from Leatherby. That mm-hmm. I oh, really like. So prior, cool. prior, prior to stopping drinking, I you know I, I got to taste so much, and Leatherby was one of my favorite to go with. I know mm-hmm. they had like seasonals that were really, really like you know refined to using one floral note that yeah. brought out everything. So I remember mm-hmm. the first the first like real cocktail bar I worked at Old Glory in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like the vernal and the autumnal. The fr- yeah, I think it was. And vernal. they were like, those were always this like so cool. And I was like, I want to put a cocktail in the menu with like one of these. And they were like, oh no, these are seasonal. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I was like, they were like, we can't get enough of this to yeah. to like sell. Uh, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. yeah. If you're that company, if you're letter it's a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Didn't this cocktail too? Yeah. One of the best part. Oh, yeah. That maraschino cherry. I oh, yeah. love I just ate that. cherries. One of my favorite. 
Yeah. You know the story behind that one? Because I honestly do not know, but I always thought to myself, oh, it's just like putting an eye in this cocktail because it's like a corpse. It just. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. Like, oh, I don't know. I, I have no idea. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I actually don't know. But you're not drinking a corpse survivor number two. We talked about uh, about Jim for a second. I am not. Um, I am drinking a variation. Like I said, I created during um the pandemic one of two, actually three, because I did create a non-alcoholic old fashioned. But we ain't here to talk about that. <laughs> um, but I um created this, and I was actually very, very pleased with what I came out uh, came came to the decision. So I used a non-alcoholic. Uh, gin alternative. Uh, in this case, what we made here today is with Ritual mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. alternative gin, uh, which has a lot more body. The glycerin that's in is great. The capsaicin heat works really well to mm-hmm. balance out with everything else. Uh, we use the Liars Orange Sec um, in place of <clears throat> the Cointreau or Triple Sec. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has good body, has a little bit of sweetness to it that allows the cocktail to, mm-hmm. and the orange notes, obviously. But it's got that, like, mm-hmm. kind of like pith, orange Pithy. pith. Yeah, like, and I think that's what you need to do. Too. Yeah. yeah. My original, like I told you earlier, I think my, my original was actually a, like, oleosaccharum style yeah. orange syrup. Um, but I didn't want it to be too syrupy. So that using the alternative is, leaves it, uh, not overly uh, sugary. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, Len was so nice enough to make a fennel syrup for me. And I think that's like the key here. Mm-hmm. This plays into that herbal uh, herbaceous styling uh, that you would get from your vermouth. Um, and then also the accent, the fennel that will give you that play on the absinthe spray or the, mm-hmm. uh, 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 that licorice ish like mm-hmm. smell aroma. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, lemon juice to mm-hmm. sour this out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, it, it is, um, it is a, is a goal of mine to try to re- recreate as many classics as I can in mm-hmm. the non alcoholic style. Uh, being that I don't drink anymore, I still love to imbibe and I love to go to cocktail bars and I still want to like have this, you know, even though I know like if you do nowadays, it's probably great to just be creative and just come up with new, Stop a new things mm-hmm. for non-alcoholic, for sure. but it's still cool to be like, oh, cool. Can I get like a corpse survivor style? That'll be tight. Or mm-hmm. can I get like I said, I made a, a jungle bird before too, and it's like, can yeah. I get these classics that already already exist um, in this non-alcoholic style? And I think it's very possible uh, if you you know if you utilize some of the tricks that we've already had um, mm-hmm. get, given to us, and also you know. Thank God, like a whole bunch of bartenders just come up with new ones. Yeah, to to um, create some classics. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so good. Yeah, it's it's really really good. Uh, And it's and it is while while not exactly the same, it Mm -hmm. does evoke the same thing. If you told me this is a non alcoholic corpse survivor, I'd be like, yeah, exactly. And that's my that's another thing about making like non alcoholic drinks. To me, Um, I, I I love the word mocktail. I don't think it's not supposed to exist. Um, I, because it, it, it exists it, mm-hmm. it is definitely that, but mm-hmm. the mocktail to me, um, just, you know, it's a, to me, it's just, it's off putting to people. I don't think yeah. they understand that it's off putting uh-huh. when they say it, because it's like, to me, a mock is just a, a trial version. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might even think about the mock. Or you're making light of it. Making yeah. light of it. Like it's not actually something that you've crafted because, right. Uh-huh. That's why I love saying non-alcoholic cocktail, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. there is a difference between zero and non-alcoholic. I always like to talk about it because zero means absolutely no trace of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Non-alcoholic means there might be trace, uh, but it's definitely under that 0.05. So mm-hmm. just people can be, know. And also for a person like me, I have a practice. I'm just, um, in recovery so i don't drink mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but everyone has reasons that they're not drinking so some people can drink certain things you know kombucha has like 
stuff in it. Orange juice can be fermented a little bit. Like, yeah. So it's like, you know, you just want to, I want to kind of just like spread the knowledge so people can understand that, you know, it's not, these are thoughtful. Yeah. To mm-hmm. imbibe is thoughtful. Any, anyhow, you know, you go to juice land to get yourself a nice smoothie. It's thoughtfully put together for you. You go to Starbucks to get a coffee or any coffee shop for that instance, you're getting a nice coffee cocktail thoughtfully made for you. That isn't, that's something that's made with intention. So why we don't call it a mock coffee drink yeah. <laughs> or a mock, you know, so it's like, don't, I don't yeah. think just because the, the absence of alcohol makes anything lesser. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, this is, this is like definitely a, an industry focused question, but mm-hmm. uh, Jeffrey Morgenthaler a while ago mm. uh, released, he re- released like a, I don't know if it was a published menu or just. A, a, I saw it, but I the, commented on it. Oh, did you? And he liked it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he said, thank you, Bjorn. And I was like, wow. I love that. <laughs> I like, uh, Jeffrey Morgenthaler is a, like, for those of you who don't know who he is, uh, a very prolific uh, bartender. The bartender who wrote the book that I, like, wrote, literally wrote the book on bartending, but also mm. wrote the book that, like, really inspired me to become a bartender mm. for real. Uh, that was the one where I was like, oh, I actually think I might do this for a career. Mm. Uh, but he, Sorry, what he, is the book? Uh, the bar book. The bar book. Okay. Yeah, it's literally cool, called cool, the cool. bar book. I, I just wasn't sure if he said uh, But he in he released a, a like I don't know if it was a published menu. It was a menu. It was, a, it was, a, it was a, a menu. It was a I think it was a published menu actually. Okay. You know, Jeffy's actually got me using cheese cheese peelers now. Oh yeah. Because he I've said he saw he mm-hmm. said he saw it at a at a bar. Uh-huh. And he, it's like, cool. And For I did it, and them. I was like, holy shit, this is yeah. this is rad. I yeah. like it. It For, works um, really really well. For like citrus peels. Yeah, but awesome. Yeah, the menu he published. It makes sense and this is along the same thinking that i have yeah when it comes to going to a cocktail bar or a restaurant or you know again i thought talked about being casual and such but mm-hmm. in order to evolve things you have to make little changes that yeah. people will start to notice and will start to implement into the way they come out and act in certain in certain spaces yeah. right mm-hmm. um so if you're in a cocktail bar and you're in a, in a, in a restaurant it is not it's not conducive to actually selling a non-alcoholic or zero-proof cocktail if you move it away from the cocktail list. So what yeah. he did was include it. And then he added the ABV to the side, which is something we already do when you go to mm-hmm. breweries. You yeah. see that. When you look at a wine list, you see that mm-hmm. because you some people want to know, well, how much alcohol does this wine have? Because Or what's the ABV on this wine? Because yeah. I mm-hmm. want to maybe not drink too much. So mm-hmm. why is it that we're not doing that with cocktails? Yeah, It, it, it is mm-hmm. totally easy to implement and yeah. it creates a air of these now have value yeah more so than having it separate yeah um there is thoughtfulness put into that and and, and it's just, again it just it, it creates a thing and, and a lot of people like to say well the, the the guests are stupid no i don't i don't live by the fact that the guests are stupid my understanding is the guest is here because they want to enjoy something and they are fine and in the right mind to be in this space mm-hmm. and i want them to 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 function as such i'm not going to no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so seeing like, you know, a calculated AB and I think he released an an ABV calculator with that mm. or something along those lines. Uh but or an easy way to calculate ABV. Uh but yeah, having like, you know, this is your old fashioned. It's such and such ABV. Mm-hmm. This one such and such ABV. Here's this one. It's zero ABV mm-hmm. and it's on the same list. I think that that's so cool. I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it it promotes inclusivity. Mhm. 
Um, it also does tackle things where I say like people will have a tendency to do what they're doing because they see someone doing it or they see something. So mm-hmm. if you're out and you've had like two cocktails and it's like, oh, I'm trying to wind down, but you don't want to look silly. And you look at that menu and you order something from the same menu and it says zero, 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 mm-hmm. and you know it's zero, zero. You're helping it. No one's going to question you. Yeah. You got something from that menu. And I'm not saying that, you know, pair, pair pressure exists when you're older. So it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So people yeah. are like, oh my God, yeah. you can be an adult and just do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. I understand that, but people do not do that most yeah. of the time. So yeah, it gotta, also yeah, it makes that decision easier too. If you're like, I do yeah. not need another cocktail yeah, right now, exactly. and you're like, oh, there's one right here that yeah, exactly. like, is going to keep me where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really cool. So I mean, we again, I love the word. You know, there's things I talk about when I was at this convention uh, right after South by in, in Las Vegas, and it's like you know the, the whole themes of uh, everything I was talking about. Because it was uh, specifically talking about how you can implement non-alcoholics and zero proofs into mm-hmm. your menu. whole thing I talk about is just being creative because you just mm-hmm. have to be creative. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for your space works for your space. If you have a dive bar, I understand you can't do much with non-alcoholics. Yeah. Well, you know, you can do non-alcoholic beers. That's probably your your wheelhouse. That's where you can do it. Mm-hmm. Live there. <laughs> like, don't, yeah. don't try to implement, like, mm-hmm. don't get a bottle of... Uh, of some non-alcoholic spirit that costs like 30 or non, non-alcoholic like alternative that costs like 30, 40 bucks. Like, mm-hmm. Don't do that. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, make something in house. If you have the, 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 the capacity to do so too, mm-hmm. you can make shrubs, you can make these kind of things. You know what I'm saying? There's so many mm-hmm. different models yeah. that exist. So I talked about creativity. I talked about inclus- inclusivity because it's not only about people like me who are in recovery. It's about like, you know, pregnant people. It's about people who are health conscious. It's about people who just don't fucking drink. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. just want to come in and they yeah. want to enjoy something that's been thoughtfully made for them. And they just don't want to have alcohol in it. Um, so inclusive, inclusivity, creativity, and an evolution you have to be able to move the wheel forward. No one else is like here to be like, oh, cool. Let's just do whatever. Let's cookie cut everything. I'm I'm past cookie cutting. Yeah. Like I really just think you 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 do something, even if it might be the wrong thing and you make a mistake or it doesn't work out. All right, cool. Back to the drawing board. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. You know, like evolution. That's how we get forward with things. This is exactly how cocktails are made uh-huh. through mm-hmm. trial and error. That's like, you know, like yeah. you know, it's not it's not the easy process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the thing I think that that we are moving towards and I'm seeing more of it. I'm seeing like way more and more of it. Uh uh just the 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 thoughtfulness that is put into uh NA menus or mm-hmm. NA cocktails in general. Just because uh, like even five years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago, when I when I started bartending, so like about five years ago, mm-hmm. the idea for a non-alcoholic drink or a mocktail or whatever, like we were calling them mocktails, mocktails. Like even oh, five years too. ago, yeah, like was, uh, yeah, and and the idea behind it was like, oh well, I'll just whip something up, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll toss some 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 syrup into a, a thing, exactly. And it was usually juice, juice and, sugar. Yeah. And some soda water. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd put a I'd put a little bit of a spin on it and use ginger beer. Uh, good job. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that was <laughs> special. And that was, that was one. special. That was the one. Uh, I remember. I think we got kind of heads on it. That's why I talk about the non-alcoholic and zero versus zero because the first time I actually even heard the word mocktail, we were like putting we put like bitters on top of it. We didn't care. Like mm-hmm. we were like you know this is what I thought about my mentor, and in, and again that's just trace. Yeah. Um. So you know. We are, we evolved from there, and you know it's weird. You know, I think I've brought this up before, but you know, even when I I accidentally made a, well, I didn't accidentally. There was intention behind it, but I I made a non-alcoholic menu at 
Otoko mm-hmm. for Water Trade. Uh, well, for Otoko partic- particularly, I did a tea menu without even realizing what I was doing. I did a non-alcoholic yeah. tasting, um, which was awesome. There's so many like just creative ways you can go about things, Absolutely. and it's and it's endless. It's endless as the way that we make cocktails as well. So it's just as endless. Mm-hmm. Um, people love espresso martinis. You know, I love coffee drinks, man. I drink coffee more than anything, and I love tea. So it's like something where you know we we have such a beautiful uh, array of uh, things to use to create crazy shit. Um, so we're you know we we just need to evolve it forward. Um, but yeah, see, like I'm enjoying it. Like I'm telling you too, it's such yeah. a ritual. It's such a thing, right? Like I'm telling you, that's why I'm so loose. And I had this drink in my hand and I feel mm-hmm. a part of something and mm-hmm. it makes me, feel, it's so, it's a cool feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like to, yeah. and I, and I mean, I don't need to be inebriated. I think people also forget that. Yeah, of course it's fun to have a little, <laughs> but, yeah. but it's like people forget when you're around your friends or people you like, or, you know, in a new experience, it's just mostly about the way the interaction's going. You're mm-hmm. really getting the high off of the people, yeah. the, the, the environment, the environment's very important. Right. Yeah. So, and it's just nice to have, like, it's nice to have something that is tasty, mm-hmm. like with you, exactly. in, with you. Mm-hmm. And, and also it's just nice to have something in your hand, mm-hmm. like to oh, yeah. occupy 100%. And well, I think what else are you going to do with your hands? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I don't know <laughs> what to do with my hands. Some question. people, they just, they just touch Some... the garnish tray on Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's for the second half. Uh, uh, another thing that I want to want to throw out there in terms of, of like things, if you're a dive bar owner or somebody who works at a dive bar, mm-hmm. uh, a new, I don't know how new it is, but I think it's just now, it's definitely just now becoming like extremely popular mm-hmm. is hop water hop water hop water's, okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you in on something or not, i'm not letting you know anything what happened is like on the east side i go to a lot of bars on the east side to, mm-hmm. to play pool every now and then so yeah. like shang or liberty and such and mm-hmm. um they started getting hop water i'm gonna say maybe about like six seven months ago eight months ago i don't know the exact date time is a flat circle yes mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh we um i was there all the time like drinking this stuff and i knew about mm-hmm. the lagunitas hop water uh, so and then I'm like, I started to notice every time I went out, they were sold out. And it wasn't because they were they were like, oh no, no, no. We've been drinking it and also other people are coming in. And this has been like the last like three months, four months I've been like mm-hmm. seeing. I was like, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, but it's what's happening, at least it's like you said, people are taking their breaks between things. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, okay, cool. I've had like two beers. All right, I'm gonna do this. They're kind of yeah. like, and it has such a refreshing taste to me. It's so, so nice. It's so good. In fact, I mean the the, the non-alcoholic beer section. Is so awesome because there's y- low yielding yeast, so it's so easy to interpret so many different styles mm-hmm. of things in that in that in that um formula, right? So it creates things. I've had box, um, I've had, uh, yeah, I've had every style. I've had, I think I've had a half before too. Um, athletic is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I'm just gonna plug stuff. Right yeah. yeah, absolutely. And y'all yeah. send me some stuff, yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like. That was a great thing. I've actually, honestly, honest to goodness, dude, Coors Edge. Oh, yeah? I haven't tried it. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, Which okay. it kind of scares me. And then, you know, being my practice, I'm like, this tastes so good. A Heineken, I've had it. Tastes just like the Heineken, Heineken Zero. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, weird, you know. But, you know, when I want to watch a game or something, I'm going out to watch basketball and stuff with my mm-hmm. friends or yeah. playing pool, dude. I can still imbibe. And, again, for me, it's not about, like, that, um, 
the inebriation is more about that camaraderie and For that, sure. that feeling, mm-hmm. the feeling of being around people and actually enjoying my thing. Obviously, that plays different. Like if we were on thirty six and I had a Heineken Zero, this wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, different vibes. Different vibes. Different burn. Different vibes. Uh, and to before we take a quick little break here, uh, let's bring it back around to the Corpse Survivor number two, because mm-hmm. uh, it is it is such a cool cocktail, and uh, it's equal parts all the, all of the things that yeah, are, except for the absinthe. Yeah. Um, so three quarters of an ounce uh, of of lemon juice of either Lillet or mm-hmm. or Coke Americano. Uh, uh, three quarters of an ounce of triple sec, three quarters of an ounce of gin, and then a couple dashes of absinthe. Mm-hmm. And uh, last episode, we talked a little bit about equal parts cocktails and how cool they are. And uh, I think a lot of it made it into the episode. Okay. But, <laughs> um, but also, I don't remember because that was a week ago. Uh, so, but I th- that's just like such a fun area to play in. Definitely. And and the 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 like genre of equal parts cocktails did really start with the Corpse Survivor number mm-hmm. two, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a really cool way to make a, a like easy balanced drink uh, with a whole lot of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're right, actually, because I think about it. I can't think of something yeah. past this that's that has equal parts. Yeah, not not in this style in this of style. like or you've got like with a, with a cordial, a sweet uh, and herbaceous yeah. and a, like if you've got a Yeah, you've got like a liqueur, mm-hmm. a fortified. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lots of ways to do it. The citrus. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you know, it thinks about and it's a unbalanced nature of like our modern style, like margarita. Mm hmm. Which is technically almost, you know, we want to be the with the amount of tequila in there is not the same, but obviously, yeah, not. similar. But like similar I mentioned vibe. earlier about Peche, like the last word, another like equal part. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that I think oof, the the dangerous. good building blocks mm-hmm. of it is like you've got your base spirit, mm-hmm. uh, a sweeten a sweetener, a bitter, and a citrus, uh, and that I think goes for if most of them. For this kind of drink, we wouldn't have naked and famous. Mm-mm. We wouldn't have paper planes. <laughs> like we wouldn't have these these really cool uh, sours. You yeah, know mm-hmm. things that are easy for me to take down, at least back in the days. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I mean, they're they're very easy drinking and and yeah. deceptively boozy. Oh my god, yes, yeah, it's like, that's the one thing about this. It, it hides it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like know? two and a quarter ounces of beer. Yeah, yeah, because people forget that triple mm-hmm. sec and. From their actual, even yeah. though it's low ABV, it's and if you get into like, the, I, I mean, I feel like a last word episode is coming down the pike pretty soon. Someone gonna make it. I almost yeah. thought about it, but there's no way. I, mm-hmm. I have not cracked the code. You know, chartreuse. Yeah. How do you make mm-hmm. that non-alcoholic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's that, like a an a like or a the booze version of a of a last word is extremely boozy because mm-hmm. because chartreuse is it's up hefty. There. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of of. Uh, equal parts cocktails and and filling our glasses with with them. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll be it. back in just a little bit with some more questions and some more hot takes from Bjorn. To the second half of this fun little thing we're doing, um, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> podcast. If you want to call call it that, I suppose. Um, so to jump right into things, um, everyone 
wants to talk about martinis on this podcast, but we we did already <laughs> talk about them. So we have set aside a little segment uh, where we can just talk about martinis. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave the floor open to you. You don't drink anymore, but you don't when drink you did, anymore. Did, uh, what was your what was your favorite what was martini? Your martini. Hmm. My favorite martini is a Manhattan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, uh, I I think that's a great answer. Yeah. You know. We, we 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 brown brown liquor lover here mm-hmm. <laughs> and also <laughs> yeah i mean certainly it, it that i i think that that's a very well one it's funny and two um, the, yeah. there's such a kinship between martinis and manhattan's yeah. that that isn't often talked about amongst people who don't bartend yeah not at all it, mm-hmm. i mean it grew, I mean, obviously the manhattan is the variation of one so mm-hmm. and the better one i think <laughs> agree to disagree. I know. Agree I'm, mess, to disagree. I'm messing around. There's nothing that compares to a finely crafted martini. Seriously, um, you know, but it's, there is there for what you want. You know, is mm-hmm. what what mm-hmm. a person wants, uh, preferably, right? Yeah. Um, and I have had so many people tell me, "Oh, I need my martini like this," and I was like, "God damn, you're butchering it. Mm-hmm. It's just not mm-hmm. good. I just want the classic. Do this." let me do this for you. And I swear mm-hmm. to you, this is not even like bullshitting. Every time I make a martini for someone, they're always like, this is the best martini I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But that's because mm-hmm. I still build it the same way. I learned it at a um, Peche. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and obviously yeah. that's the two, one, three dash. Two, one, three dash orange bitters. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't, really I do not. Yeah. That's just the classic. I'm just sticking with it. That's how I'm making a martini yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> like it's, you know what I'm saying? And if you want a little less, I don't care. If you want it a little wet, mm-hmm. I'll make it wet. If you want a little drier, I'll make it drier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we we talk about how like personal that the drink is. Mm-hmm. And like there's there is no like one size fits all. But I do sure. like a, a two to one variation is definitely like a one size fits most. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's very accessible, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. stirring, stirring to the right temp doing it it's a good play man it's like it's that you know when you're teaching people stuff man i'm telling you dude that's why you have to have some patience when you do stuff man like i sucked at holding a spoon Mm -hmm. when i first started it was it was a hard thing to grasp to use my fingers it was a hard thing Uh to grasp to let the spoon actually do the stirring yeah you know like Mm -hmm. it was really hard and then finally it it clicked yeah We've got a, a new round of trainees at the Roosevelt Room, mm. uh, and we've gotten to you know we get we get really really granular with our training at Roosevelt Room at, from mm-hmm. the like we start with here's how you pour from a bottle mm-hmm. like the basics mm-hmm. and doesn't matter how much experience you have doesn't matter none of that matters mm-hmm. which is why if you want to be a bartender Roosevelt Room is actually one of the better programs to start at because. Yeah. We don't care what your experience level is. Mm-hmm. We only care. We, I mean, obviously it helps to have a little bit of experience, sure. but it also sometimes hurts. You might have some habits that need to be that broken. That need to be broken. And I'm not going to lie. I have awkward ways of holding bottles. There's mm-hmm. definitely like, there. I think sometimes the, 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 the attention to detail is very important when you're yeah. bartending mm-hmm. and it helps you too, because once it becomes a habit, um, it allows you to do your craft much better to actually be able to reach your your customers to talk to them or to yeah, interact sure. and be able to do these things haphazardly and some of those techniques are learned because it keeps you from making a vital mistake right the way you hold a bottle could help you from like not dropping that bottle in your well or mm-hmm. breaking a glass or doing yep. you know what I'm saying so there's there's mm-hmm. reasoning behind a lot of yeah. what we do and like 
there's there's for for people who do it as a career mm. the repetitive stress in- injuries that you can get exactly. from holding a bottle holding bottles, yeah. the not even the wrong way but like a an awkward way for the way that your body moves mm-hmm. uh can can flare up and i certainly have had things happen in the sh- like shortish time that i've been bartending uh where my wrists Tests are, are totally yeah, shot yeah my my homie comes in waves. Um, at Davenport in Houston. She's she's my homie. I love her to death, Kristen Bradley. Like she taught she taught me a lot about like how to do things. But yeah, she used to pick up like four bottles at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm like that. Now I know in my head, I'm like, <laughs> hell no. Yeah. I, not that's, that I that's ever a, even that's did a it. real quick way to make a Long Island though. It, it is right, <laughs> but it's the count right. <laughs> no, okay. it never, uh, yeah. Should it be? Yeah. Does it matter for yeah. like or for, yeah. does it matter? Then, then we call it a strong island. The, the, yeah, it's strong. <laughs> there you go. LITs doesn't matter. You pour whatever you want in there. <laughs> My funniest thing, actually, with the, the Long Island thing, I love it when back in the days I used to get a whole bunch of. Can you make a top shelf? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> make like, a top oh, shelf. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's mix all okay. of these like premium liquors cool. <laughs> into this this slurry you, that here, you drink. Here comes this twenty dollar lit for you mm-hmm. because I'm counting all these shots. It's like, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah, uh. But to get bring it back around to like stirring, for mm-hmm. for example, it is an awkward movement, and mm-hmm. we've got two two of the folks that are training right now have previous bartending experience. They still can't; they're still having trouble stirring with their left hand. Wow! And uh, one of our uh, one of our people, uh, Johnny, mm-hmm. shout out to Johnny. He's great. Uh, he barbacked for us for a while. He comes from a kitchen background. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's you know learning how to how to stir for the first time and it's it's cool to watch because i remember struggling with yeah. that it's a weird motion it's a weird motion mm-hmm. to do it two things at once in general yeah. too for what we do it's really hard right yeah mm-hmm. but imperative to, to like to what you do. Expect, yeah exactly to be to be able to execute and you know not have like long drink times and mm-hmm. not let things die it's imperative yeah. um, to to understand how to. I hate using the word like be, uh, what do you call, what is it multitasking because multitasking. Yeah. I think it's just we do that a new way as human beings. We kind of do two things at once almost all the time. Uh-huh. I think when you say multitasking, it's kind of implement. I don't know. Everybody yeah, everybody talk. multitasks. I just think that it's some just, people are better at it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I'm also let, let's just say for instance too. Luckily for me, I play pool with my left hand, which is weird. Hmm. So I'm a little hmm. ambidextrous. So tendency to learn, I actually can use my left hand for a lot of stupid things. I, yeah. It makes no sense. I have no idea why it happens. It might be the creative part of me. I have no clue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't hard for me to pick up things on like left, left trigger yeah. thing for me. So yeah, um, it's definitely a part but, of bartending that is, that is uh, hard to learn, mm-hmm. but uh, and God, and not, so good. yeah, it's really really good. We Holy we adjusted shit. the the reviver, yeah, or, or the uh, animator, reanimator. I called it a reanimator because it's so yeah. green. If you, you <laughs> can't see this on the podcast, yeah. but this is a very bright cocktail. Well, I've got plenty. I've got plenty of that fennel syrup. And if you can leave a little bit of the orange sec with me, then oh, I'll, for sure, I'll uh, we'll, I'll make we'll it. Make, and we'll post yeah. a photo of it. Yeah, because uh, it is so pretty and it's delicious. Yeah, it's and really, like, really good. I want to drink this all summer. Uh, uh, this time we changed the the base, so yeah. it's slow luck instead of ritual. Shout out Austin, Texas. With yeah, the Ooh, yeah. What's slow up? Luck. Give slow up luck. to Mike G. Spirit free spirit. Spirit free spirit. I love it that we. I think they're gonna make a mark. Um, I love mm-hmm. making cocktails mm-hmm. with the drinks. They're honestly in a lot of restaurants right now. Are they? Mm-hmm. Bars. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a lot of really cool stuff. 
uh, <clears throat> and as, like we talked about this off mic right before we started recording, mm. but we would be remiss if we didn't mention Seedlip as well. You know, yeah. kind of the, yeah, the sure. founder of this category, really. Yeah, the Godfather, if we may. Mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. it, started the whole thing. I first got a chance to work with Seedlip when I worked at Garage Bar in 2018 because they actually had it on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to them for being so forward thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was drinking at the time. So I didn't really, I was like, yeah. what is this crap? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it, you know, it, it is uh, not the perfect thing, but it definitely is something that is helpful uh, to utilize yeah. within creating uh, uh, non-alcoholics. Um, definitely made in this fashion where you're supposed to add uh, soda and such mm-hmm. like just more the basic type you can do some basic sours with it you it just has a tendency to get lost if you put too much things in it too many yeah, things in it for sure mm. uh but it's it's i mean it's got some nice flavor to it there definitely are, does you know a few different kinds mm-hmm. uh but they they really did kind of like well ahead of the curve well well ahead. uh they they kind of kick-started this whole category mm-hmm. um and so, shout out! It's to a them. great shout out to them. I'm luckily I don't know I'm gonna plug something because I will be having a master class with Ben, the founder, at the end of the this month. Oh, right, very cool. cool. I don't know how you can get up on that. To tell you the truth, <laughs> being sponsored <laughs> by some group and I think Diageo. So I, I don't I don't know how they're actually selling the the, the attendance thing or whatever. I, I imagine that we can probably plug your social too. And yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm mostly active on, on um, Instagram because I find it not like an, an echo chamber like everything else. <laughs> so uh, I get to curate too much. So at King Beyonce, uh at the moment, I have all these other tags too, but they're on my page. But King Beyonce is my primary. You got my email on there if you ever want to email me questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, did I just present something? That might I might regret. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've been begging people to email us yeah. for for like several episodes now and haven't gotten any emails. So yeah, we're, I feel okay. like I feel like DMs or like responding me. to questions. I feel like that's like a lighter. Actually, ask. Yeah. I'm unless <laughs> I feel like asking people to email. That's like pretty intense. Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't email. Right email. The DM is probably computer. the best. I should have said DM. Yeah. Least, you're right because yeah. my email is already inundated with so many of yeah. my project stuff. So yeah. I, did, I was getting DM'd to by a young lady stopped drinking. I just met her not too long ago at the Soho House, and she was just <laughs> like, oh, what can I do to stop? I'm only going to stop for like a month, but what what, are, what things can I do? I just had some no, uh, mocktails at blah, blah, blah. I don't want to say the places because she, she she insulted it, so I'm not going <laughs> to oh, say no. the places. It's like, oh, it was too sweet. And, was, uh, and I'm like, I was like, first off, I'm just going to let you know, you're taking a month off. Just drink soda water and water. Just yeah. like be good to your body and just mm-hmm. do healthy stuff. Don't even try to drink mocktails. Don't try to because if you're trying to stop drinking, then don't drink anything with sugars. And just try to be yeah. good to your body for a month and then just go back to drinking if you want. Yeah, yeah. just have to. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that's so boring. I was or like, like you know honestly, what? just like a little yeah. apple cider vinegar and in yeah. sparkling water, Dude. like so good, so good. Mm-hmm. I, I look, I. People tend to forget the three step or three top. So this is why I think too with the value thing, as we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. like people forget like some of the best cocktails are only three yeah. ingredient. Yeah. So it's like, oh, should that be less of value because it takes three three ingredients? No, obviously Absolutely. not. So if it just is soda and bitter, that's fine with me. A highball is. Yeah perfectly acceptable so then yeah. why can't i just do something that's just a yeah. basic yeah. syrup with something also, so it's just yeah. it's well thought out especially yeah. if you're making it at home too i think like the easier drinks like the three ingredient or if you're making like non-alcoholic things like if you just have like a two ingredient thing i think mm-hmm. that that 
you shouldn't need to have yeah. like a six ingredient yeah. infused blah, this blah, isn't blah, a tiki at, bar at, at, at home <laughs> like, you don't have to have fine. a thousand touches on your cocktail yeah, just like or even just like a little juice or something in yeah. soda water like, yeah that's also delicious mm-hmm. i don't know and we like uh yeah uh, I was going to bring up hop water again. I'm just, hop water. Hop, hop water on hop the brain. Water. You know, hop using water hop fucks. water with something else too. Like, let's say I brought up the fact that there's this this Amaro that I'm in love with uh-huh. from 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 C, uh, from Seattle called the the Pathfinder. Yeah, uh, so good. Taste uh, uh, non alcoholic Amaro. Let me preface that as <laughs> a non alcoholic yeah, yeah, yeah. hemp based Amaro. Uh, it reminds me of Amaro Montenegro, but it definitely is in that style, right? For sure. Um, uh, that with just soda waters amazing yeah i use the giffard non-alcoholic syrup oh, with uh, so non too. with non-alcoholic uh sparkling i have naughty there's plenty of them but i have this non-alcoholic sparkling variation uh wine that so i got a spritz it's delicious mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's so good like and you know i you know i i I um yeah I didn't tell her about these because I did well I did tell her I said if you want to do this kind of stuff though it's going to cost you money and you said you're only not drinking for a month yeah. so like do you want to invest in all this? that's like, the toughest thing so with there's... NA spirits right now or mm. NA uh, yeah NA the, the spirits. whole market it's going to be expensive because there is um, it's expensive and they're hard to get they're hard to get yeah I mean they're uh, I have a great relationship with a guy named Danny I don't want to he has a podcast too but he's in Houston but he runs this uh the store he runs a non-alcoholic uh space called Sipple uh where you can go and buy and actually in New York they have all these um markets too I'm surprised there isn't one year in Austin yeah really to tell you the truth yeah but um it's a gap in the market for they're sure. great they they you know they source everything they have like the biggest variety of what what you can get out there because for the most part you have to order everything from direct from mm-hmm. the the uh maker yeah. So it's just hard. It's hard to get, and also now that, but that's why that's why I'm here. I'm trying to get more of these things into restaurants and bars, and I think that'll bring down the price for sure. Um, you know, I think Seedlip only is the price of what it is right now because it's still being competitive because it's still a competitive market. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe within the next five years, you'll probably see those prices slip to a more affordable in the yeah. 20, 30 range, more so than 30, 40, where yeah. we are right now, 30, 40, 30, 50. And mm-hmm. the, the the way that it's produced also it's, matters. It does. Uh, we talked a little bit, again, off mic right before we recorded. Um the uh, like the idea of like vacuum distilling something because mm-hmm. uh, you can you can essentially like redistill something and pull the alcohol out of it yes. if you have the right apparatus yes uh, i was at dead rabbit in uh new york and we were lucky enough to be able to like go behind the scenes and see some of the ways that they do things which is rad they have a uh, like rotovap vacuum distiller thing mm-hmm. uh and he was like yeah we were like with this we're able to pull the alcohol out of campari and That's he so cool. he like pulled out this Campari bottle and poured us a taste of it, and it was awesome. Awesome, I that is so cool. Yeah, you see, and that's... he was like, but also if we made a non-alcoholic mm-hmm. cocktail with this, it would be like twenty dollars because mm-hmm. this bottle of Campari lost like a lot, of a value. third of its volume, yeah, exactly. Uh, because you know a third of its volume was alcohol, and mm-hmm. now it's just the rest of it. Yeah, uh, it was so good. Though. How that color come? It was it still the color was red. Yeah, still bright red. Okay. It was awesome. I'm like, my mind is like thinking that it got clarified somehow. No, I don't know. I, yeah, I they, know they just that. like, they were able to at a, at a low temperature with the, with yeah. like the Rotovap. I am so intrigued by these processes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like I find it so cool what we're capable of doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm about to, 
do some stuff with the on the basic end of it. I'm about to do some stuff with a tea company to learn more about steeping, which I think is mm. important. Yeah, infusions, sure. this kind of stuff is like really important. But mm. you know, I just love the fact that <clears throat> there's all these weird processes that we can do to create, you know, uh, 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 like a non-alcoholic version of a Campari, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's so awesome. I'm going to New York. You can get me get me in the back there. I want to. Hey, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll text. I, I don't I don't have the hookup, but Justin does, and mm-hmm. I will. Uh, Would love to. Yeah. see that. Which process. I also Jesus. really want to. I want to hit up Justin about recording soon because I want to talk about the Tales nominations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, before July. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about um we talked about the Tales nomination for Drinkwell last mm-hmm. week with or two weeks ago with Jessica, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roosevelt Room is also on that list. We're mm-hmm. we're nominated for uh, we're in the top ten in the nation for best bar team and also uh, best cocktail bar, mm-hmm. and that's really exciting. And I I forgot to mention that last week. Y'all fairly but, consistent yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, we've we've we've, we've been yeah. nominated. I don't know if we've been in the like national top ten. Uh, if so, that was before my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that we've gotten on regional lists before, and maybe one time before we've gotten in the national top ten. But I think we've got a a pretty good chance of being a contender for the top four this year. I love seeing Texas bars making mm-hmm. this stuff. Texas bars, restaurants, when it comes to like beer. Yeah. Also, these things I, yeah. Love. I love seeing mm-hmm. it so much. And a huge shout out to Care, our first guest oh, yeah. on the yeah. podcast. She Care, was nominated. Yes. Uh, she's top 10 in the nation for best right. bartender. Best bartender. Yes. My so girl making marks. Yeah. She's, again, just the coolest person. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and lives right Which, here in Austin. Yeah, I'll be seeing her next week. They're doing a yeah. A yeah, I, I, I was gonna York. say, is that is that like the 14th through the 16th? So before this podcast comes out, there, it's next uh, next Tuesday, next when next Tuesday and Wednesday. I yeah, oh, so, so this, it'll, be we'll, before, it'll be before. But we should post it on our out. socials. We'll then. post it on our socials. So if you're not following us on socials, you missed out. So if, if you, you live in, in the past, <laughs> um, <laughs> so follow us so you don't miss any more stuff. Is yeah. the moral of the story. <laughs> Uh, bottle episode pod yeah definitely care is such a like i i she's such a blessing to this like uh cocktail scene mm-hmm. here in austin yeah. and so jessica sanders as well i love oh, those two women mm-hmm. like i think you know i such i admire i admire duo. them care i'm older than care but she mentor she mentored me as far as, I'm as far as i'm concerned she's like my, she's a mentor to me because mm-hmm. i've worked under her i worked with her not like in the long-term thing but definitely when i do when i did eleanor time at eleanor and stuff you know working with her is such a pleasure um and then just like experiencing the pop-up with you know sharon and care with um yeah. uh it the drinks are just so creative. And again, like my, my stress is just really on creativity mm-hmm. and pushing things forward. And, you know, and there's definitely that. And then just also highlighting culture. Absolutely. Which to me is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, being a black man, I talk about it all the time. You know, I know Tiki culture got the Tiki culture thing. But I really awesomely, I would love to just see a tropical bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A bar that is fully caribbean driven yeah absolutely because what's behind tiki bars mostly caribbean spirits <laughs> so like what's have, going on here? You know, so, have like, you been to and i feel like i mean it's a it's a white owned bar but mm-hmm. oh i don't care it's white owned as long as you got the concept yeah have you been to pearl <laughs> diver or heard of pearl diver i have Nashville? i've never been okay yeah i feel like people like to classify that as a tiki bar mm-hmm. uh because they don't know how to just call it, a tropical, call it. Bar. It's a tropical bar but <laughs> but pearl diver is that Okay, cool. Good to know. You see, and that's the thing. It's the lack Probably. thereof me traveling and being being out there 
um, or knowing these things. I know that more than likely exists. Mm -hmm. I would just like to see one closer to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like like marketed and like I don't think they market it as that. But but like most of the drinks on their menu are are like Caribbean based. Yeah, you know they they use they like. They're they're selling daiquiris, hotel nationals. Mm. They're selling, Oof, you know, national. Love yeah. that cocktail. And they've got a lot of house creations as well. But like, they're they. I feel like they're mostly like Caribbean. That yeah, like, sounds right. Yeah. But I I'm not 100 percent sure if it's everything. Yeah. But it's no, been a while so since I've been there. But also New York, overall, New York has blacktails. Is this what it's called? Blacktail doesn't exist anymore. Oh, did the pandemic take it? No, it, it, it closed it right before the pandemic like oh, really hit. No they clo- I think Pier A was closing, mm-hmm. and so Blacktail closed along with it. That's but crazy. That it concept, was such a cool I heard bar. That concept was cool because I mean more like Cuban driven, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I think we had a concept here called Pleas. I want to say it was called Pleasant Storage Room. I'm not going to lie. I think it was in the space that used to, that is now um, Fourth and Co. Okay. Right next to Peche. Yeah. But we used to have a concept, you know, now that I think about it, that was a little bit more driven on that Caribbean vibe, uh-huh. rum, rum driven. Honestly, in a temperature, in a city that has this kind of temperature, that is the bar I would like to see. A rum, mm. rum driven bar, not just tea cup, but it's a rum driven bar yeah. that really thought about usage of it, all of it. And because again, like we talked about Jen earlier, rum is another one of those things that, you know, there's just so many complexities to when you jump island to island and For sure. the style is also a very old spirit as well. You know, it has like this unique character characters about it. I know you got smuggler's code, but I love the pirate thing about it too, but why not like incorporate this? For sure. Thing? So it's, it's very, it's very, um, it's a very, very dear spirit has rich roots in like, you know, the, the slave trade. I know mm-hmm. people like to kind of avoid that kind of stuff, but honestly yeah. I say, take all that shit for it. I need to know the stories. I love knowing the stories. I love knowing yeah. how we got to where we are now and you know, who's running these kind of things in, in, in like, you know, Jamaica, Haiti, yeah, Martinique sure. and stuff like that. I want to know, you know, we want to know those stories, you know, we want to, we want to yeah. have that, that represented in mm-hmm. some way, I think. So I was going to ask you, uh, obviously drinking, uh, is a thing that happens in TV shows and mm-hmm. are there any like bartending <laughs> bar pet, like pet peeves that you see in shows that just like drive you crazy either that like, that's not how that happens or you're just like, Oh no, what are they doing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the light shake always get me. I was watching. I love this is us by the way. Just end it. That uh-huh. shit okay. makes me cry. <laughs> so if you want to cry real good, watch this is uh-huh. us. But one last episode, I'll spoil and everything. There was a there was a character uh, shaking a martini or doing something. Or making a, uh-huh. Actually, there was a specific drink. Oh God, I can't remember the drink. And it wasn't. It was a classic. But he shook it. But he was just like, just like the weakest shake ever. And I was just like, huh? And then deported. And I was like, no. That's not even chill. This this drink is done. Oh, you know what? It was a vesper. I remember that. It was a vesper. It was like it was totally a vesper, which honestly didn't shouldn't have been shaken. In yeah. my opinion, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he did this like I know that's the James Bond way to do it. It's the James Bond way to do it. So that, and I guess um, I know a few months back, uh, I was asked along with a couple other bartenders to rate the bartending skills of this young lady on a Netflix show. The, okay, the, what was it? The Austin-based one. 
that huh. the, the one with the young the 20 somethings moving in oh, or something oh yeah 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 I can't remember the name 20, I think it's literally just called like it's 20, called 20 somethings, somethings in Austin yeah oh, so wow. <laughs> yeah I think it's Eater or something next they were like hey we just want your opinion on like this one of the characters like, or, I guess I'll call her character uh, got a job at a bar um, or was trying out for a bar I guess uh-huh. dodging or whatever and they were like, can you like watch, you know, the Smith and she, they gave us the timestamps to watch it. And it's like, tell us what she's doing wrong. And that, that, this, and that, that, this. And yeah. And I think I wrote some stuff on there. I think care was a part of that too. It was myself, Tober care. And one other person, I think uh, Laura Maddox. Yeah. And we, they always want you to be so mean on those. Too. Oh, I wasn't trying to be meaner. I was just <laughs> no, like, I feel like that's what they're trying they to get us from to like, you. Yeah. They wanted me. Yo, one time I'm going to just, I jumped subject to my, I was asked by a publication. I won't say the publication, but we were like, name the worst gen for me. I'm like, dude, I am not going to tell you what I think is the worst. And then you're going to publish it. To <laughs> I'm the, not going to burn that bridge I with that brand. I consulting for, for life. You trying to get me to like, screw my job up. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to like, no. They always want the hottest uh, of takes. Yeah. They want you to tell be you mean. what's the worst. Like, no. And also nothing's the worst. Yeah. I love it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they told us to watch that snippet. And I think my notes were really nice. They were yeah. nice. First off, I was like, she needs to get those glasses off the top of her head. <laughs> she had like sunglasses on. Uh-huh. Number two was, I think she she kept talking about getting people drunk or saying something about over. It was, she was over. Whatever. Um, and I think I mentioned something about the shaking technique. Yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. just like, so I think I have a stickler on shaking, maybe then. Yeah. Because yeah. I just, I, I don't there's, know. There's like, definitely like, like so a thing. And I think maybe it's, maybe it's for sound. Maybe it's just that nobody actually pays attention to their bartenders. Yeah. But like, you know, what, uh, not to bring up Harry Craddock again, mm-hmm. you know, he, he talks about in the Savoy cocktail book about shaking hard because you're trying to wake it up, not rock it to sleep. <laughs> And this yeah. TV and movies definitely do like the the week. Is it cool? Like, yeah, yeah. Every or just time. like a casual like rocking my, back and forth. I dance with my shaker. Yeah. I Anytime I make a drink at home when you're here, which is rare because most of the time you're the one making drinks. Uh-huh. But anytime I do, you're like, shake harder. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. My thing is always you're supposed to hear the ice. You're supposed to hear the ice hit both sides of that take that like and then as it goes away you start to mm-hmm. you know but I think the rule of thumb is I shake real fucking hard mm-hmm. so it's like 10, 10 to 12 seconds for me yeah. I need to stop after 15 I know I'm over diluting at some point in time yeah. <laughs> like it's not mm-hmm. so um, uh, and it gets hard sometimes don't get me wrong I've definitely went over if I was talking sometimes be like, oh shit yeah, you, know, like, uh, you know I catch myself like oh am I still shaking this <laughs> or yeah. am, I, am I still holding this sometimes uh, I think that's like, your time. It's no, time. That, off, that's, yeah, like, that's 10, 10 minutes till the meeting. Uh, um, we, have, we have a staff meeting right after right, we're recording just this. Down, coming down to uh, the wire. So with that in uh, mind, uh, let's let's ask some questions. Okay, yeah. so um, let me let me pull it up real quick. Um, but my friend Ariana um, asked a question and she asked, what are the best tumblers or what makes a good basic bar? Um We've talked about this before on the podcast, but I think that like either for new listeners or for folks who didn't get all the information that they were looking for the first time we answered it, I think this might be a question that comes up every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go over it. Yeah, so I've been I've been asked this so many times, like hosting virtual happy hours by mm-hmm. like people, like what should I have at home? Like what makes the best bar for me? Uh, specifically, when it comes to, like, well, if I, if I had to answer like spirits, obviously just have like the I used to always say have like vodka for mm-hmm. guests. For everybody, yeah. Just to mm-hmm. be able to um, have yourself a good tequila, mm-hmm. uh, and then have yourself a good 
whiskey. Mm-hmm. That's it. I never really say get gin or rum because mm-hmm. again, although we talked about those excessively mm-hmm. uh-huh. on there, it's like not the one that I think is accessible to everybody when they come into your home. For I think sure. people will be like, Oh, I want whiskey or I like the tequila or vodka because mm-hmm. I'm, cause I'm boring. <laughs> 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 uh, and then not like boring. having not boring. No, vodka is great. Vodka is like the king of the, it's the yeah. thing It's the, what vodka makes everything. Else. So like, I'm not, I'm not, mm-hmm. not Josh. No, I'm not like, yeah. ganging up on it. Um, cordials, you know, mm-hmm. so have a vermouth, have yourself a triple sec, you know, a Cointreau, obviously good, good choice to have. And if you want to explore in those different worlds, do yourself a tomorrow, like yeah. something that you like, you know, if you're like, I want to say basic, but you know, you can do Campari Aperol, you know, or if you want to get weird, go towards your, you know, the Ninos or not even weird, but you know, just yeah. a little bit more. But that's like, I, I like to build this bar where you can make yourself these like booze forward cocktails or you mm-hmm. can make yourself a nice little sour because you can definitely sure. make a sour mm-hmm. for tomorrow and yeah. a mixture of some stuff, right? And that's a fun way to, to customize. Yeah, it's a great way to customize, but it's always, always up to you as far mm-hmm. as spirit goes. Now, glassware stuff, I think we like mentioned, it's like you can put anything in a rocks glass Mm-hmm. To that's where you start, but go to a, go to a Goodwill, go to a thrift shop, and look for really cute glassware, yeah, like yeah. good stemware. There's yeah. always great stemware, as long mm-hmm. as it's not huge. Yeah, you'll yeah. Be also fine. maybe I should tell you not to do that because that's where we go to get our stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want y'all taking all the good <laughs> shit. Yeah, gatekeeping. So don't but there's go. always honestly, honestly, <laughs> go. So I'm not tempted so to buy tempted to <laughs> like like six more sets of glassware yeah. that will absolutely not fit I my cabinets. Oh my God. I'm going to tell you this. I once passed up a beautiful copper, like a uh, set, like it was like mugs mm. and, a, and, a, and an ice bucket. Oh shit. I think it was like 30 bucks or something. Mm. Yeah. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, oh, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then I drove off from the, from the thrift shop and about an hour later, I was like, nah, I'm going to go get it. Yeah. Back. Turn back around. It's gone. gone. Yeah. Oh no. I was so sad. Gone. I was like, why the hell did I buy that when I had the chance? It yeah. was such a nice little set. Yeah. And um, like, yeah. I regularly see like 20 plus piece, like mm-hmm. matching oh. of like different types of like different glasses that all match mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Goodwill. Um, so it's not, that's the best place to yeah. get glassware. Like don't, spend a ton of money on glassware yeah. Yeah. and if you're really trying to get really good at your stuff buy tools buy good tools mm-hmm. cocktail kingdom buy it online yeah. you mm-hmm. can go to uh, shout out if you're in town go to like shaker they sell it yeah you mm-hmm. know like what okay shaker. the the shakers the the ones that are just tin cups mm-hmm. what are those called uh so they're Carico's. yeah so or you can you can like Carico is a brand that that cocktail kingdom sells mm-hmm. uh like it's called yeah. a Boston shaker. A Boston, because okay. those uh, are easier than the other. They're ones better than doing your cobbler. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. cobbler style isn't necessarily what it's some. It looks cool. Yeah, but if you're not a bartender, you probably shouldn't be using that. And yeah. also, when I see it, it's so awkward when I watch people. Yeah. Make they're also <laughs> the cheap. The cheap cobbler shakers obvious like they also freeze up and then they're exactly. impossible to, never to open them. i have a parisian shaker at home mm-hmm. it's my oh, those are one cool. of my faves but it's you know again that's not for the novice yeah <laughs> um, uh, so boston shaker is a like you can say like like if you want to search if you don't want to because you can get something at cocktail kingdom but the shipping mm-hmm. costs are pretty they're pretty, pretty but that's what i'm saying you can also buy oh you can go to a smart too yeah i do when i want to buy things in bulk because i've been doing like they have like um What's the company? Bar. What's the other company that does a lot? I totally uh, Barfly. 
Yeah, Barfly. They have a lot mm. of Barfly. Um, yeah, Barfly stuff, is, is another good, good brand. Really good brand. Uh, I think the the their parent company is Mercer. Mm. Barfly by Mercer. They have like more like basic mm. bartending stuff, and then Barfly is like their their nice stuff. Their nice stuff. Uh, yeah. Visky V I S K I. You can find it a lot of uh, liquor stores as well, mm-hmm. uh, which I think their parent company is True. Yeah. Um, so you can find you can find stuff lots of places, but yeah, uh, maybe it, we'll do it like take a little picture and do like a little like baby bar starter pack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just have your shaker, Boston shaker. Mm-hmm. Um, have a mixing glass just for fun, just so you mm-hmm. feel really sexy. Yeah, mm-hmm. sexy up your bar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you uh, have yourself also, a Hawthorne uh, yeah, basket you, and a julep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, nice. Oh, and and a. Uh, Spoons, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if, if you're in a pinch, you can just use a regular glass for a mixing glass. You definitely yeah. can. If you that like are true. really, you can really pint, starting. You can use a pint glass, that's for sure. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, if you, you search Boston shaker. shaker, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you search Boston Shaker, you'll find some that are metal on metal, which mm-hmm. I recommend. Uh, they're they're more durable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it, you can get a Boston Shaker that is a glass, pint glass, and a metal tin. Uh, those are obviously a little bit less durable, not mm-hmm. quite as efficient temperature wise, but you can also, it's the added benefit of you can, you can use the, the yeah, actual pint actual glass thing. as a mixing glass. You definitely can. If you're, if you're looking for something on the cheap, that's, that's probably what I would recommend. Honestly, but, that's, you know, when I start uh, Peche, we used to do the Boston shaker mm-hmm. with the glass. Why? Because we actually had to build in that glass so we could see. Yeah. The, yeah. That's a, the, that's a pretty me- classic way of doing things. So. Um, that was 2011. So it was very much like that was all about like just making damn sure we were being consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like metal on metal. Yeah. Metal like, on but, metal. But, is the way you know, go. for Novus, like I think, yeah, it, it, it is fine. I definitely think Boston Shaker best to have at home to use mm-hmm. more so than the cobbler. Even if the cobbler doesn't stick, cobblers are just, it just look cool. Or you have to be Japanese to use. I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> I'm messing around. You uh, have to. I think you really just have to. It's for me. It's just like it's a very nuanced style. For sure. And you have to really know what you're doing with that shit mm-hmm. to be like using it. Yeah. And I think like we we mentioned this last week, but we are super super behind on our TikToks, and I think today is the day that we're going to try this to afternoon. Catch we're going to crank up on out it. a bunch of TikToks. But uh, I think we should maybe do a couple uh, like, like stirring walkthroughs of our of our bar tools and, and kind of get into you, what we what, use. Yeah. That is cool. I think that's a cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So you know, get so, yourself a nice yeah. get yourself a nice uh, you know Boston shaker. Get yourself a Hawthorne strainer, a mm-hmm. spoon. Don't forget a jigger. A jigger, yeah. I love Japanese jiggers. Japanese jiggers. are cool, Mm -hmm. too, but, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. I hate American-style jiggers. Yeah, those those are, like, wide ones. Wide ones. Don't, like, also, sometimes they don't even have what measurement measurement. they are. Yeah. And so it's, I always get really bummed out by American-style jiggers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I think think that, and and we've talked about it in previous episodes, and maybe we'll we can include a few links to things mm-hmm. uh, in the description of this episode as well for mm-hmm. for guidance. Yeah, but anyway, speaking of the fact that we'll probably post um, about all of this on our TikTok and Instagram, uh, we should probably move on to some plugs. Yes, um, you yeah. already plugged yeah. your Instagram Plug again. What Insta. is it? One more time. King Beyonce, K I N G B J O R N C E. I did that because I'm from Houston and I love Beyonce. It's, uh, I, I love that. It's um, perfect. Also, I mean, like I said, I don't really use uh, my TikTok yet. I will be because I okay. do have a project I'm trying to work on with someone. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be slow, uh, stop it, motion. Okay. Is it oh, the same, cool. same handle? 
Um, it is actually King Bjorn's day, I believe, on okay. TikTok as well. Cool. Um, I actually get a lot of followings for not posting. I think I have one <laughs> post, and it's from like a Deftone show I went to. Wow. <laughs> and it's it's silly. Um, I don't use Twitter because I just don't. I yeah, don't me neither. It's crazy. I just too don't. much drama. Yeah, Facebook. I don't use too much either. Inst- or excuse me, LinkedIn. If you're a business business savvy, I'm just Robert Bjorn Taylor. If you Google me, I'm pretty sure you'll see all the things <laughs> I've been. Just Google Robert Bjorn Taylor. I'm not trying to say I'm famous or anything, but literally, there is a slew of things that will pop up. Um, you know, some um, interviews I've done on some things, uh, mm-hmm. especially about my sobriety and stuff like that, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do a lot of work with Ben's friends. So if you're interested in like just trying to be a little bit more healthy, you're in the industry and you're trying to just find ways to connect that has nothing to do with, um, uh, imbibing, you know, like I do meetings Mondays at 10 or 11 AM at Commodore. I'm usually always there. There's run club there as well. If you're a runner, you can go running (laughs) with them before then. But yeah, there's so many things that I do. Um, I'm a man of, I like to say renaissance man of sorts, Mm -hmm. but I dig it. I think you should always keep learning and keep doing different things and, you know, do your interests, you know, do you. Um, But yeah, I would love, I love this. It's so fun, y'all. Thank you so much. This is probably, I've been on a couple of podcasts, but this is a fun one. <laughs> this yeah, is really, that's really nice to hear. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoyed awesome. this a lot because I've had one where I talk about some serious topics, and then I've had another one where it was a bar related as well. But this was like on point. Awesome, sweet, that's awesome. really that's nice to hear. Time. Yeah, we love the feedback. Thank y'all so much. This Thank is like you. awesome. Like I, I really appreciate it. Very, very amazing experience. And y'all, if you see the glassware that's sitting here, oh, <laughs> maybe we should do a glassware Sexy. tour too. We should probably um, do that. <laughs> Uh, Elise. Cool. Yeah. If you want something to listen to after this, listen to my other podcast, World is Burning About the Climate Crisis. Um, little uh, change in topic, but the one, the latest episode is going to be about the multiverse. So we try to keep it fun. Ooh. Yeah. Very fun. I just yeah. saw that movie, whatchamacallit, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. Actually, that's my the inspiration. Time. Oh. Yes. It's so, so good. Amazing. It's so good. So amazing. So yeah, we like to keep it, keep it cool. So awesome. yeah. And then... Follow us on Bottle Episode Pod on Instagram and TikTok. We will post on there. We absolutely swear. Um. And uh, if you have any questions, you can DM us on any of those sources. Uh, Instagram is probably better because we see that a little bit more frequently. Uh, or you can email us at bottleepisodepod at gmail.com. Uh, but yes, please, I beg of you, send us questions. because yeah. what do you want to know? Yeah, what do you want to know? Get Anything. crazy with it. Stupid yeah. questions like... You can send them in anonymously. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we won't, we won't, if you don't want us to read your name, we won't do that. You know, we'll just, we'll just answer the questions. Whatever you want, just please send us questions. Uh, right. But yeah. yeah, that'll do it for us here at Bottle Episode. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks with a, n- a different cocktail, different guest. And uh, yeah, see you next that's time. That's the end of the episode.